that science, by definition, allows for more than one opinion, otherwise you merely have the will of one man, which is the basis of cult. If it's not in the frame, it doesn't exist. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I am usually... Where you been? Drunk. Wendy? <laughs> Darling? Light of my life. Oh! What is your one purpose in life? To explode, of course. I like death with sex. How about you, Casey? You like sex with death? Yeah, so fuck off and die. Uh, I wish we were doing video. But, but then I, it's probably a good thing that we're not because I would be tempted to spend more time than necessary trying to find a filter that makes it look rotoscoped. <laughs> oh, that would be sick. <laughs> or something. Dude, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure nowadays it's just out there. On, dude, nowadays <laughs> I guarantee you, there's fucking there are fucking Snapchat filters that do like I remember all the hard fucking days of trying take, to like track points, like do do like <laughs> yeah. facial tracking manually. Back in the day, and it's like still hard in, in uh, editing programs, but or harder than it should be. But for some reason, like I don't know, it's like that shit's just like, you could deep fake now. I'm sure I can uh, rotoscope something with a fucking filter these days, but that loses some of the artistry, right? Oh right, I mean obviously because this is some of the nuance. This, this bad some boy, of the likeness. This isn't this movie we're talking about today is not got just some filter thrown on top of it. This is. Uh, Hand drawn, well, I mean, digitally drawn, but drawn frame by frame, essentially, yeah. um, throughout the whole thing, and it's uh, it shows. So anyway, this is the Cult of Cinema Knowledge podcast. I'm Levi. That's Jordan. You may uh-huh. wonder which rotoscope movie we're talking about, and it is Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> which it's I've like, watched uh, three times this last week. Actually, I should put that on my fucking letterbox. My, do- my daughter, watched- my daughter discovered it, and she loves fucking oh, Snow she- White. Dude, the the like old school like thirties. Yeah, Snow White? she loves it. Hell dude. yeah, she's dog. got a Snow White T shirt now, and she's always like Snow White. Uh, <laughs> dude, Snow White. Well, when we go around the house singing Hi Ho, Hi Ho. I better yeah. not sing it, or I'm gonna get fucking copy strike, <laughs> I, I, fucking I know, right. struck no, by think, Disney or something. I think you get like you get like fifteen seconds. Yeah, I could say Hi Ho. It's it's off to, and then that's yeah. the cutoff. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's off to podcasting we go. Anyway, I don't know how that works. So what's the movie we're actually talking about? It's not Snow White. It is... Um, a Waking Life. Yep, Waking Life by Richard Linklater. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, no. no. I, so this okay. is this is druggy month, and yeah. uh, we're talking about... I mean, first we did uh, alcoholism. Then we did uh, heroin abuse. This week heroin. we're doing about like more of a psychoactive, What's what is real type of trip and we're not even covering a real drug because the movie we're actually walking watching is also a rotoscoped Richard Linklater <laughs> movie but it is the other one yeah it's his, it's uh, his Apollo 10 and a half which <laughs> 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 is also rotoscoped <laughs> You're totally right. It's like it's like wait, he just. Oh man, I wish it was stop animation that he that he got a, a hold of and started. Doing. It's all right. It's his thing. We're watching a scanner darkly. Is what we actually. Yeah. Yes, that is officially, uh, officially sarcasm ended. You read the We're title. Watching. You read the title. You know what it is. A scanner darkly. I know. Yeah. What if we did just? I mean, I guess sometimes we hijack a podcast and just talk about whatever we want. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> Today we're gonna get through as much of this film as we can um, without completely going nuts into special D. I might, yeah, yeah, special D, which I think is a, I don't know what it is, but it's just like I like future drugs, like movies about oh, future drugs, like dystopian future drugs. Like that's one of the coolest Our aspects of Dread when we way. touched talked about that, where it's like the uh, the slow mo. And just like these crazy future drugs that people take are fun, but uh, substance D, it's like I don't even know what that is, man. No, right? I mean, it's, it's like the I slow, it's, the slow death, man. Like I it's don't know. your, it's your, well, it's your classic, it's your classic plant based, all right, you know, drug that gets that Before gets we compounded get, down into some sort of uh, it's like pill. an opium, a hallucinogenic, a sure. euphoric. Yeah. Who knows? It's like meth and LSD and heroin all together. Who knows? Because uh, people get pretty mellow on it too, but anyway, uh, it's better than sex. That's what they say. It's like no, no, that that's better than any meat injection, <laughs> yeah. as, as they say yeah. in train spotting. <laughs> so before we get too crazy, so this is probably uh, I don't know how many people have actually watched this movie, but for those of you who have not or need a refresher, 
Is it my day to do? It is, isn't it? Sure, bud. Yeah. I, I think didn't... this is kind of, this is our new, we've adopted, instead of writing <laughs> synopsis, we're just going to, we're just going to I'm going to just, I'm going to just explain to you which the I, plot. Which I think is fun. As best as I can. Well, it helps it, me yeah. try and force me to have like a retention. Right. I'm going to explain the plot best I can in a, sh- in a short time frame. So, here it is. Scanner Darko. Here's what it's about. It's uh, about a dude played by Keanu Reeves, Bob Arctor, who, uh, is a undercover cop and also a hardcore dr- substance D addict that lives in this druggy house uh, in this future dystopian era that this movie takes place seven years from now, as it claims. Um, everything is like an extreme surveillance state uh, and everything is recorded at all times. And the undercover police wear these scramble suits that scramble them from hiding their true identity so he's an undercover cop and we're the only one that really knows that as the audience with his scramble suit and then he's also this druggie trying to figure out there's like a conspiracy of trying to figure out where the source of that comes from but the real crutch of the movie is him losing his touch on reality and uh, as he becomes more and more addicted and it literally he doesn't even know who he is because the scramble suit. He's got a fake name, and he starts surveilling himself. He loses touch with his own identity, eventually resulting in a complete mental breakdown or, like, literally psychosis of his brain uh, to where he gets put into a re- rehabilitation program, which is then re- revealed to be, like, the people behind the substance D de- epidemic is the new path, right? Yeah, new path. Yeah, and uh, which, what did they do exactly? Were they? Uh... Yeah, this movie's got like a lot of a lot of weird moving pieces, but it kind of doesn't like... matter the details as yeah. much as the overall because the themes are pretty self obvious, and it kind what? of it kind of just te- explains it to you all at the end, just like the kind of twists about you know the girl he's dating, Donna. Uh, she's been super sketch, and then turns out that she's also an undercover cop, and she kind of like orchestrates the whole thing for him to um, basically lose his mind to substance D so that he can get into the program is basically a uh, an informant for them, but, like, without him knowing. And that's pretty much the movie, and it ends with him, uh, at, like, totally brain-melted by with a, a third identity because uh, identity is a very big theme in this movie. Yeah. Ends up at this, uh, you know, this fucking farm for this company and uh, discovers that yes indeed they are behind the blue flowers that create substance D and uh, hopefully he can crack it all open even though it's like it's very Shutter Island kind of vibes you know in a way that's a great yeah that's a great comparison it's like he ends up he ends up it's like yeah it's it's awesome because it's like he got lobotomized like kind of <laughs> so, sort of right yeah i mean he, yeah it's like he was he was basically conditioned to be like a sleeper cell yeah he had to like go in and it's like it's so cool because he you can see like the light behind his eyes flickering of like he's he knows he's supposed to be there for a reason like he's a double agent in here but he's also like kind of brain fried and it's gonna yeah, take which him, is like, interesting like months that you, you could know? kind of see that and it's like right that's a testament Dude, this... to the animation but also keanu reeves like is i think this is kind of one of his better roles one or, of his better... it fits it fits his like kind of monotone like vibes a little bit more you know what i mean but and, then, and i love that he leaned into it more it's like he this is this to me is like his biggest deviation from action star which you know, oh, yeah, Keanu, this, that's this couldn't been be Keanu this could life. not be farther from and an so, action movie, right? Right. But like yeah, the whoa, trailer yeah. might have you believe otherwise. Honestly, though, <laughs> totally. I know. Like, I, a lot of movies. I remember that this have, movie being yeah, <laughs> yeah, more because I think they like they wanted to make it punchier. They wanted to make it sexier. Oh, they made it seem like, like this this crazy conspiracy yeah. thriller, which it is. Uh, but it's, <laughs> but like, it's like it's like it's Richard Linklater. It's Linklater. <laughs> like, he just he just talks it. He talks at the camera. That's all he does. It's, it's, it's weird because this movie does have like it is like a paranoid conspiracy thriller, but it's also like a paranoid stoner comedy. It's really great right. <laughs> Cause it, right. or like not even stoner comedy, but like it's like almost a satire of drug culture, which is kind of hilarious. Like so many of the scenes like train spotting are like 
hilarious on the surface, but then when you realize the actual, like, destitute nature of the situation and the manipulation going on and, like, all that, then it becomes, like, much more sinister in the undertones. Uh, but it's, like, there's so many... This movie made me laugh a lot, surprisingly. Like, I forgot how, like, actually funny this movie was. I think, yeah. I, I never, like... I never found myself... I guffawed. Laughing. <laughs> How loud. I, I, I found myself found myself being, like, perplexed and then, like, impressed by how, like, you know, abstract every conversation was. But yet, I, like, followed this movie to a T. Yeah. It's, it's really weird. Where, like, Shutter Island, I'm... I get the movie. It's pretty, it's pretty self-explanatory and the ending explains itself pretty well. But I feel like... I feel like I was, like... It was harder to follow... Where I agree. this movie, well, I this just movie, totally was like, this movie feels a lot tighter. This. Yeah, in a way, it was like I I saw this movie in 2006. I think I saw it in theaters, and um, yeah, I saw it right when it came out. Too. It, it not in theaters. It though, like I remember I remember not getting it and not really liking it that much. Like I felt like it was one of those movies I felt like I had to like because I really I liked Linklater. And it's like it was that like kind of weird experimental kind of like it was that new it's that new freshness coming out well, that new girl nobody like, that's oh, the man. thing too it's like nobody would have like, blinked cool. twice probably if they had just filmed it traditionally like now like Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. was kind of making a comeback he wasn't like his known quantity is now right. you know it would be like oh Linklater made a movie like I don't know sci-fi fans because Rich obviously Philip K. Dick and everything wrote the book. Um, so it's like it would have a certain amount, but it's like I think what caught the no. general attention of everyone was like the art style, the like and the rotoscoped animation, which it's like kind of gave it this extra layer, but also made it stand out to your everyman that wouldn't be normally in those circles. Yeah, right. I think that yeah, I think that's that's why they made the trailer. So oh yeah, it's punchy, punchy and, like, and it, it's like it was eye catching, to... and it's like I wanted to see it because it looked cool, but also it's like I did like Linklater, yeah. uh, and. Yeah, when it first came out, it was like, you know, still learning a lot about film and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, this looks cool. Uh, so is this your second time watching it? Yeah, my second time. And I, I mean, I I barely remembered anything. I literally remembered nothing about it except the bugs, the weird, the funny, like the scratching bugs. Uh, scene really? I, for- the- I forgot all about the bugs. <laughs> no, the, the bug, well, I, I forgot it was the opening scene. Yeah. I just, I just remembered, I remembered the bugs being f- like that guy being weird and the bugs funny. And then when Robert, Robert Downey Jr. is a bug, uh-huh. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that scene. Like, I, I don't know why those just were vividly stuck in my head. I even, I forgot about flick, fleck, whatever that, yeah, that, fleck. that character's when he has that, when he has his like attempted suicide does, or whatever, does he? Is it like an attempted suicide and he lives? I don't even remember. Well, he lives. Now that I, now that yeah, he lives because he he's he at does, the end. Right? He's also at New Path at the end. Oh duh! Right, his hair, his head shaved. Yeah, because okay. I thought he might have died so, too, but his like attempted suicide is right. And uh, that's, it's that's one of the things. It's absurd, yeah. uh, and it's kind of funny, but it's super dark at the same time. Oh yeah, because like dark. I, his I like literally the narration is just like he decided to buy a fancy bottle of wine. He wanted to be found with Anne Rand, uh, the Fountainhead, which he just <laughs> found on his shelf, yeah. uh, which I guarantee you he's never read. Never read. Uh, never but read. he wanted to seem intellectual, and for the people who found him, and then a half, not even finished, but a half <laughs> finished letter to the gas company protesting the cancellation of his bill or his credit card. <laughs> Uh, genius, and then it's like obviously uh, an yeah. interdimensional entity just reads him his sins for all of eternity. And I love it. I love that it's like he keeps reading him all of his sins, and it's like a thousand years. It later. ends. Yeah, it <laughs> ends with a thousand years later. They got later. to the sixth grade when he discovered masturbation, <laughs> masturbation. and that's how. It, oh <laughs> yeah, that's so. That's so good. And dude, apparently, I didn't look into this. I just read on a fun little factoid. Uh, this factoids. Was like, this dude's got factoids. This was like straight up like word for word, and it was like undisrupted. <laughs> it was just like just the book translated. I've, I've heard that this is like, an amazing adaptation. Like I've heard it's right. it's a really good, and I've heard a lot of people say it's the best Philip K. Dick adaptation because it captures like his themes mo- better than like yeah. you know Blade Runner, which he's like Blade Runner and like Total Recall is what Total he's Recall. Like famous for. Yeah. Um, and so now I really want to read the book. I'll probably read it next, honestly, if I'm still feeling it. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I, I would love. I mean, I'm like, 
it made me i was reading about folky dick and i'm like god this like makes me want to get into it because this guy i didn't i didn't know anything about his like personal life you know i knew i knew his name i knew he was integral in the sci-fi like you know realms and society and sci-fi uh fold but uh i didn't realize that he was like that of like a hunter s thompson yeah where he lived really so so fucking vividly close to his material <laughs> like i was like i knew he was i knew he was the sci-fi kook that <laughs> wrote some cool books but it's like now now what i've learned about him i'm like holy shit like he believes in like a pink beam and he like he like has i don't know he has like is he still really alive weird ideology oh actually i don't even know let's let's look it up real quick i got i, I know we uh he might be uh oh, no. he's definitely um because i'm pretty sure the book was written in like the 70s oh no he died at he died in 1982 oh okay so yeah, I was say that, no, tra- he that tracks he dead as hell uh you know rest he, in peace he'd been dead very but, long time it's 40 yeah. years damn dude yeah but he uh yeah he died in yeah uh, from heart failure which explains a lot because at the at the end of this movie when it's like going through all the names that's that's like those are that's from him at the end of the book like it's his right m- in memoriam type of thing you know and he he's in it too he yeah. has the like it says like philip or whatever the pancreatic uh issues and so it's like it's wild because he dude he like after his fourth divorce he just went off the deep end even more so and like did he he lived that life where he just lived in like a fucking trap house with like people coming in and out and he just got like like 70s drug drug culture i just think it's cool that he like took that vibe and then like transmuted it to like a a futuristic sci-fi dystopian setting but it's like uh you know we've talked about before i know you love these kind of like lo-fi sci-fi movies that are like they're that this is that I was so, this is I was the dripping in it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I was dripping in it when it said when it said like seven years from now. That's the I was best. Like, like that's so fucking sick, dude. Better it's than like a, the like, present day. It's just like you know. It's, it's just perfect. like tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and it like it. This movie came out you know fifteen years ago or whatever, but it right. still feels you know more and more seven years from now. It feels poignant as could be. Exactly. No, that uh, it. It was so smart to not. It didn't say it's like it's not like. Blade Runner, where it's set in like you know whatever twenty twenty. Actually, wasn't the original Blade Runner supposed to be like twenty 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 six or something like that? I don't but uh, yeah, I can't remember. But um, or maybe even like yeah, because the like the 20, new one's twenty forty six or 20, whatever. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, and that one takes so place like twenty years like after. 20 so yeah, years it is later. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like twenty like, twenty twenty three. Yeah, right, right. I can't. Yeah, I can't quite like remember. That. But they give it like a solid date, yeah. and it kind of dates it. Where this is just seven years from now, <laughs> it doesn't really matter, you know. I mean, it clearly like the subject matter and the conversations they have kind of date it, and like you know, in like fifty years, this will seem super antiquated and super dated. But we have like a long time where all of this seems so familiar, yet just like we basically have all of this, all of this technology that exists in this movie exists today. Yeah. And so it's just it makes it kind of timeless to me. It does, and I I love it. And I and the thing that I think's the greatest is Philip K. Dick's. I I wonder if he does this in more of his more of his books and the other other material. Uh, his like his interviews and the like the questioning that happens to somebody like usually the main character where they have to like question like their quote-unquote reality and their humanity and or to make sure that they aren't human like to make sure because it's like in blade runner like when they go through that they go through all the questioning identity and like self-reflection with like not only just self-reflection but like just like that inner turmoil of like who am i uh what's real is there even a difference between like imaginary and reality like it's all these like philosophical questions that make sense of a heavy drug user honestly and so it really it makes a lot of sense in this movie too i think they've uh really captured this like paranoid ramblings that just feels so natural in this movie and i Uh, and i love it i love it specifically in interviews uh where like because he's getting interviewed by the two people and they ask like questions about about his reality and like you don't have his two hemispheres 
had conversations with each other and like stuff like that like things that are like purposely confusing but like like it just like i don't know it's it's cool it's like cool questioning and it's like stuff that happens now even like i don't know like I know it's interesting to watch like a lot of that there's a lot of stuff going on there because it's like I do feel like it's one of those movies like on the surface uh, it's it's like like I said it's a cool kind of paranoid conspiracy comedy thriller and then it's like obviously it has all the revelation like the big twist at the end is that Donna is actually Hank who is his superior yeah Uh, but it's just like there's something so tragic about and like something so like almost like horror movie esque about like or cosmic horror of like the idea of like losing yourself. Uh, it's like almost like dementia or something like that, where it's like right, he gets yeah. to the point where he is watching Bob Arctor on the cameras, but he's like he doesn't realize he's Bob Arctor. Like he becomes so separated from who he is that it's like Fred's not a real person. He just is you know, it's like this entity and he feels it like that whole, the whole speech of like, uh, that's like with the namesake of the movie where he's like, what does a scanner see? You know, does it look at me lightly, darkly? There's like this thing that's not human that watches us. Yeah. And it's like, it's funny. Cause it's like, you know, that's a more philosophical waxing about like, you know, paranoia and like guilt and like your inner darkness and stuff. But like literally at the same time, there are cameras all over the house that he doesn't realize like he is watching himself. Uh, and it's just kind of interesting how it's just like this, this like existential crisis. That's so also deeply, deeply internal to the point where he literally, uh, his brain fractures to like a split brain, um, syndrome or whatever it is that, that that's like a real thing where your hemisphere is like split like that. And, uh, <laughs> to the point where it's just like, who is he? And by the end, he goes by a completely different name. He's Bruce at the colony or whatever. And it's just <laughs> right, like right. he's he's taken on a whole new identity that whoever Bob Arctor was before Substance D, during Substance D, during his time as an undercover cop, it's just like he just lost all, like Bob Arctor's gone. And it's, well, I, and we don't I even was, know if he had a family, you know, for I sure. I was going like, to ask <laughs> you, I know, right? I was actually going to ask you, do you think Bob Arctor is his name? Like what layer are we Probably at? Not. Because the movie the movie know. starts where he's already deep. He's already he's deep in it. Past psychosis, like he's already like that. Uh, substance D is already he's in the grips, like, and, and it's like him up. I feel uh, like since he's our protagonist and he's kind of a narrator, like we spend a lot of the time with him inside the suit. Like it's super intimate, and he like is like losing his train of thought and all that. And then it's like we see him. You think he kind of has it together, and then. There'll be a scene that's like pretty, like from a subjective outside point of view, where he gets sucked into these like paranoia rants. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he's like talking about selling the house because the potentially there yeah, might have been people planning drugs in the house. It's just <laughs> dude, like that's the greatest. Just this constant escalation, yeah. and he and, and, and then like, dude, you realize you're like, oh, he does not have it together at all. <laughs> like no, he is, no, no, he is not do. at all like a calm, cool like. Like uh, Point Break, for example, where Keanu Reeves also <laughs> yeah. plays an undercover. It's like this yeah. is a whole other level of like l- losing yourself. I don't know. It's it's a very interesting dynamic. I like it. Right. It's it's beautiful to see. <laughs> it really it really only works. Or I mean, I don't know. Maybe we, maybe we can make it work now. And even then, I don't. I feel like it works perfect with the rotoscope because that suit to have that suit like conceptualized in a in a film. I just feel like it would look silly any other way. I think it just, it's so beautiful in this animation style. Yeah. Well, it really works I, with like a, it's like a weird, uh, like unreality to the animation style. But also it's like, you think about the duality yeah. as the theme of this movie. It's like the duality that this was filmed and then drawn over. Like essentially it's like well, these two separate that, things. Right. From like a visual and, perspective. And you, you mentioned like cosmic and it does, it does play even deeper where in the book, the the suit is described as being a single like fraction of him, like played forever, like a, like an infinity of the fraction of who the person is wearing the suit. And I just like it, like I'm like, oh my god, that's like that's such a large concept. And then the suit it seems so simple, where it's just like this like 
face scrambling thing that we actually we have that technology today yeah people wear masks that blend your face and change constantly somebody is surveilling us now yeah you can't be surveyed now and it's like it's just so crazy to be like it's like to say to say scanner darkly called it now we're here what 20 years later almost and it's like but like then philip k dick called it for 55 years ago seriously you know, when, and it was like it. and that was even before that, the war on drugs quote unquote right. um uh, which is surveillance before before, before surveillance huge mass like, surveillance and war on drugs right. which is insane at least like at least like cctv surveillance which is kind of the well that's the that the, now is like the brain plant but like yeah exactly and know, that's the whole thing is anywhere. is fed from like 20 percent of the population is addictions to this the substance that kills people and uh, that's kind of like a reason to like that's where all the conspiracy comes in. You know, it's like that's a reason to fund the police state is to like well, stop dude, this war on I know, drugs. I know. Yeah, which I is it. then just it's too, it's per- all too perpetuated real, by the pharmaceutical companies uh, and like. <laughs> yeah. By the yeah by the government, by the by the people in power. And then do you know what's hilarious? Speaking of uh, conspiracy theories and talking about this. That's actually Alex Jones. Dude, I <laughs> I did not – I obviously – I had no idea, thank God. That's too freaky, dude. When that is I, too freaky. Right. When I first saw this, I had no idea who Alex Jones was, and I wish I could go back in time yeah, and not know right. who Alex Jones Same. is. <laughs> Same. Uh, yeah, I, but this I time watching was, it – I wish this was all he did acting wise. Seriously. I, I, like this almost <laughs> made me want to live in that reality because I was like, holy shit, is that Alex Jones? Like, But I can't tell if it looks I, like that much like him because uh-huh. he's like, A, he's animated. And he has hair, and, and he's like younger, and 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 he's like a hundred pounds lighter. Right. And doesn't I had to look it up, and I'm like, oh my god, it is. But I like, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I would live in the Scanner Darkly world where Alex Jones never got <laughs> off the fucking street corner with his megaphone. That's know, the world really. I want to live in. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost worth it. it. <laughs> tell me about it. But, but <laughs> even that scene is kind of like surreal. It's just yeah. like this guy shouting on the corner. Like it's just so. It's like he's at the edge of a fast food restaurant. With this megaphone, oh, that's so good. Yeah. And he and you know it's uh, Bob's just walking by, and then this black van pulls up, tases him, throws him in the back, and drives off. And then as soon as that happens, like Donna pulls up, and it's like it's one of those things. It's like, is that the police state? Is that right. a, a hallucination of his paranoia? Why not both? Like you and know do, what I mean? That's the, the thing. Blend, that's that's that, the, this movie does it all. That and, blend, and those things like it's just really just could be right. all the things. Right. The the blind like whatever and I love it. I love how like nothing nothing fully gets backed up, but like I believe everything that's happening like especially when like their car gets their car like gets broken and they're talking about the screw spinning out, you know, and they're like <laughs> they're like talking about like you know it spins in when you like accelerate or like when you do the pedal Screw and then he's like, and if we're in like when he's talking about like if we're in Australia I know, yeah. the other way. And like dude, they're they're like their movements are so good like they do they do i wish woody like, harrelson was in this more because he uh i know he was he was a lot of fun just playing this like totally like paranoid surfer dude vibe um because it's just like the the conclusions like i feel like it sucks me into the the paranoia like drug fuel paranoia specifically that doesn't really like i feel like a lot of movies can't capture that well like i feel like uh, inherent vice captured it pretty good um but like just like these like escalations like i don't know it just seems so natural with these characters of like it just starts off so simple like fucking robert downey jr leaving the note on the front door is just like the oh thought, my god the thought it's, process dude yeah every and what i love is like i love the i love there's not there's not action in this nothing really happens it's just their conversations are so vivid and it's like i i can imagine all the things happening and it's like it's been it's mainly it's mainly them in that like shitty ass house just in the living room and they're just talking or it's them in like a shitty car driving around mm-hmm. but it's like it's like every time they talk it's like it's it's a lot and it like it gives me it gives me so much information and so much like it's so vivid well and i'm like it makes me want to read the book really bad oh, well, i want to like, read oh, it too yeah. i uh and it's like Robert Downey Jr.'s character. I really feel like because this was the time of his comeback. Because this came out, I think, the same year as Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, or maybe it was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang came uh, out right after this. Yeah. So it's like this will always be the start of the the Downey Jr. Yep. 
It Come was. Back. Then I think I think Iron Man was in '09 or something. Like yeah, that, yeah, oh eight, oh nine. So a couple like... years later, when he like when he finally yeah blew up, and then oh my god, Robert Downey Jr. has been in some great movies. <laughs> he he really has, man. He's really killed it. But in this movie, I forgot how like how good he is because he's such a fucking worm. And like we all yeah. know, or at least I do, I knew people like this that are just like these like it's like <laughs> yeah. pseudo intellectual stoner yeah. heads that like that like try to make themselves so smart and so in control of their situations um but then like are constantly proven wrong and then they just have like some <laughs> other yeah. thing that's like oh well it's because of this like that's why yeah. that didn't happen but it you know it would have you know what i mean it's just he has, has such this deep narcissistic personality that it's like he has to be uh, like the hero and like be correct and be in control to the point he involves himself with like being like turning in Bob Arthur and snitching. I know, and stuff. right, 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 right. Well, and, on all of that, all of that, like it's so funny that like he's he's he, just such a fucking slime be, ball. Man. He like, wants to be like undercover. You want he wants to be in that fold, yeah. and it's like then you I just it sucks and they arrest him which is just so brutal too because it's like I want him to get his comeuppance because he's a douchebag but at the same time I'm like you can't just arrest that guy just to hold him like I know I'm like yeah but I don't want the police I don't want the police to win either no (laughs) but it does it does suck because uh the fact that he like I like I love the scene but it also like breaks my heart because like I I'm rooting for him I'm rooting for all three of them because I feel like they're just like they're just fun guys <laughs> that are just kind of, you know, doped out. It's kind of it, it, like, I don't know. They feel, they don't feel like, they don't feel like superhero or, you know, they don't feel like the hero, the protagonist, if you will. They're kind of like, they're just kind of there. And I like their story. But when Robert Downey Jr. like leaves his buddy to choke to death, that's I, so dude, brutal. So dude. brutal. He's watching the video and he like, he's like. Like that animation oh. of him, like looking in and just like he's totally not helping just him at filling all. Filling it out, and then he calls. <laughs> yeah. He calls nine one one, and he's like, yeah. "Oh, how are you today? Um, I don't know if yeah. this is the right service, but um, <laughs> yeah. I've like, never had like, Mel sent here. But let me figure out the address. Uh, <laughs> it's just like zero urgency whatsoever. And right. he's like, "Oh, never mind. He figured it out." <laughs> it's just uh, I don't know. There's so many. That's such a link later move, though. That's the. I wish he would do more yeah. movies like this. Because uh, he, I think he's a pretty versatile filmmaker, and a lot of his movies have like kind of like this, uh, you know, this like very snap, like you know, just a portrait of life, snapshot of life style of dialogue that came out of the '90s, where it's like you know, it doesn't really drive the plot, but it's uh, very indicative to like the characters, and it's just entertaining to watch right. and listen to. And he he's good at stitching like just a scene together, which you know in lieu of slackers it's like yeah. he just i you know he doesn't even have to have like us the strongest narrative oh yes yeah. Sla- i mean slacker is just like a series of vignettes it, but it's uh great right right right. but it, it flows really well but it is that's the whole awesome. thing is it all blends right right and that's like i feel like that i feel like from from those roots he kind of has kept that as his now, i want him to do something kind of like this because this is like this isn't really that much like a lot of the other shit he's done because, I mean, most of the shit, he does, he dabbles in, like, the crime with, like, Bernie and stuff. Uh, but it's like he's known for, like, Days and Confused, and it's like his big, more popular movies, like School of Rock. Uh, but it's like, you know. <laughs> Which is so funny that you say that because I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm I thinking of, like, the trilogy. The, yeah. I'm feeling like the Before trilogy and Boyhood. Boyhood. Those are, like, yeah. those are the big, yeah, and then Slackers, like I said. But it's like. Those and then I'm like, oh yeah, he did like some really huge movies. <laughs> I know, seriously, That's so funny. And it, it's just weird because it's like, but his like dialogue and the way he approaches, even if he's not like the main writer, which he often is, but yeah. uh, the way he like approaches dialogue, I think it's like definitely why like a very Kevin Smith kind of kind of vibe where it's like this very naturalistic dialogue driven scenarios, which lead to great character driven shit. Oops, I'm dropping stuff over here. But um, I don't know. I want him to do something kind of like, like this movie's kind of edgy. You know, it's got kind of like a dark. It's like obviously well, pretty dark. It would um, be cool to see him make another one of these in like ten years, twenty years to like. Well, have you it, seen uh, Apollo Eleven and a Half or whatever, or Apollo no. 12, Ten and a Half? Is that is that a? I thought that took place in like the sixties or something like that. Oh yeah, it took place in the sixties. Oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's just a—it's just his latest movie, and it is 
really good. Yeah. I kind of I, I kind of forgot did... it came out this year. Last Flag Flying was that any that good? that one was really good actually. I really like that. I, oh, I really like Linklater. Cool. I've seen most of his movies. Yeah. Um, I've actually not seen Everybody Wants Some though, which I did want to. But God, like like if you look at his uh, filmography though. God, his filmography is, is all over the it's fucking place. All like tape over. is over. But that's why I'm like tape, tape and this are like the darkest things the, he's done. Suburbia yeah. is kind of he dark. did he did Bad News Bears the yeah. remake. Yeah. <laughs> what? What is going on? And it's like from dazed and confused to like up to bad news bears. He's a what weird. A wild, he's a weird what a wild dude. guy, man. Yeah, he's a weird <laughs> that guy. Is, yeah, he definitely does not stay on track, which is which is really refreshing. That's it nice. is refreshing, but it's like I always. He's like, like the I feel like if I saw film directors, <laughs> if I, I saw one of his movies by accident, I probably wouldn't realize it was him. Maybe <laughs> you wouldn't know. Yeah. But once I do know, I'm like, oh, okay, like because it's like. I don't know. He's got his fingerprints in the dialogue, I think, is where it mostly shows. And then, like, obviously the big yeah. stylized stuff, you know what I mean? Like, uh, all the rotoscoping stuff. But uh, but even, like, you know, Apollo 10 and a half, I was saying, it's like they, that movie's all rotoscoped. But it's weird because it's like, I want to watch it again because, like, Waking Life makes sense for that style. It's a very trippy movie. This movie, Scanner Darkly, obviously, makes sense for the way they do it. You know, it's a very... Um, intentional, yeah. uh, you know, style to put, and obviously hugely fucking labor intensive. Like I'm sure, I'm I'm pretty sure, like product uh, post production took like fucking a year or something. It yeah, yeah yeah basically yeah it's essentially like it took them like 23 days to shoot it, and then it took them like a year and a half to 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 do the rotoscope. It's crazy. Yeah, that's it's wild. insane. And it, it's like all the effort that goes in that. It's like, it's like, a, you well, got to appreciate it. Especially now, the fact that it's like that could be done with a filter, probably, like we were saying. Yeah. Right. That it's just like, uh, but it doesn't undermine the hard work that went into it. But it's just something that nowadays really couldn't exist in that way. But which makes me wonder about Apollo 10 and a half. Because this one, that Apollo 10 and a half is like rotoscoped in the exact same way, I think. And that movie is not like a trippy drug movie. It's a like an autobiography of a like a 13 year old kid's life in the 60s and it's great makes me feel like i grew up in the 60s but it's like i want to watch it again to like why they used rotoscoping as a choice other than just uh because they could i don't know just to to punch it up a little bit i don't know it's weird because that movie is very much about like dreaming though he's very kind of like a philosophical mind so it makes sense that he would uh you know adapt philip k dick or like kind of these more out there authors and stuff like that, because it's like those are the subjects he likes tackling in his movies. <coughs> but yeah, I, I wonder. I wonder what. I wonder what drew him to this one specifically. I'm sure, his, I'm sure he really liked the book. I I really want to read the book, and I heard it's great. Uh, yeah, yeah, Lost Flag Flying is pretty good, but uh, I don't know, man. This movie, I didn't. I didn't rate it, but I probably. I don't know when I'd give it. Honestly, though, I don't know. See, I was I'm, gonna give I'm it four weird... stars, but I feel like I liked it more than that. But I don't want to give it more. I was, I might do four stars in a heart because I don't know. <laughs> sure. Well, I so I only I gave it three stars, and I like it's nice when we talk about this because it. This is why I kind of like don't usually like to rate the movie until we've like talked about it because it does help me talk through it. And I mean, I I think it is like. The more I talk about it, it is tighter. It's like it's a four star movie for sure. Well, it, it is kind of it's easy stars. to get confused, especially in I the just, back third. Yeah, right. Well, it's like I guess yeah, I guess it's more like the larger philosophical aspect of this of the story. I'm like I'm kind of like oh man, it's it is up for interpretation, but I feel like there was like a there was like a solid place they wanted to go and maybe that got a little convoluted but yeah as for the like as for like the narrative of of what we're watching and all the characters are going through what happens at the end it's all it's like it's nice that it kind of does like just kind of gets wrapped up neatly essentially that's definitely how i felt about it the first time watching it where i was like this kind of uh i get like the twist and everything but like what was is just like about drugs it was about the conspiracy stuff like i don't know like it's hard to it's hard to say this time around watching it i feel like i didn't take as much stock in like the nuts and bolts capital p plot so much as like i was paying more attention to like 
the vibe and the themes and just like the dialogue and everything more so. This is only my second time too, I think. But oh, right, right. that's um, cool. Yeah. Well, I and I I think about it too because it's like I want to. It's like it is to say, oh, it's like it's duality or it's it's like you know the like what the meaning of like you know humankind and who we are and what what makes you like conscious and stuff and it's like but it's also those those things are like it, i can understand that that's easy to that's easy to say those are the themes but i'm kind of like i want to get like i want to get even deeper i want to like you probably could it feels it does feel like there's more but, like that i could assign concretely because I mean, it is very I, open about it you know but i, I think i rated it lower because like i don't really i'm not intrigued to watch it again if that that makes sense it's weird it's like sometimes sometimes there's a movie i want to like dig deeper and i think it's i think for me it is it's directed and acted like flawlessly but i i kind of like i feel like the score is kind of lacking i was gonna say i like the 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 foley i don't know man i just i guess foley i I the foley did that this the audio I don't. I couldn't tell if that was intentional or or if it was. Uh... I think it. I think it just kind of limit because they. So how they did it is they like they shot it and they shot with sound and they they sent they sent like they sent like the finished product like the actual complete edited movie to the to the studio that did the rotoscoping or did right. the animation, and so it's like but they but they like didn't go through and clean up the like or you know really. Yeah, because they the knew fully. it was gonna like. I mean, they shot like, it. Some of it was shot at the house. I know from what I've seen, but then like mm-hmm. a lot of it was like that's not what the background is gonna be. That's not gonna be what they're wearing no. necessarily. No, right, right. Like shooting so, on the freeway and stuff. They didn't shoot on a freeway, and so it's just like I don't know. It just the I kind of felt like it was just it wasn't that it wasn't that dynamic. Of I get the that sound to me. It, it was and like I kinda, yeah. it kind of felt like and it kind of made the pacing weird. I don't know though. You're like. It's a movie that I I think is super tight, but the fact that I'm not like I'm not like begging to watch it again kind of makes me see. It's interesting you, know. you mentioned the score because I always but, bring up the score about like there's nothing that kills my boner faster for a movie than a super generic score. Uh, but this movie was like a very minimalistic score for sure. Yeah, and sometimes right. I, I sometimes it, sometimes it was not doing much. It was kind of just being like, you know, like oh this is kind of like an indie like. You know, like, oh, this is, like, me, like, pondering life and who am, like, all his monologues and be like, I used to be a man, There's, this would be a family home, and it's got, like, those scenes. But some of the other scenes, like, the the music really made me uncomfortable um, the way it was because it's, like, I don't know what they, what instruments they use because it's mostly, like, electronic sounding. Right, but it's, like, electronic jazz. Or yeah, it's really <laughs> weird, and, like, the way... Like they do, they're like this pitch warp thing that, uh, like you know, some keyboards have, then you can just go like, you know, yeah, they do like a weird pitch warp during some of the and scenes, especially all Freck scenes where he's acting super manic and crazy, oh, yeah, right, right, right. Those, and see, those that made those me like fun. that really That's like made fun. me uncomfortable. Some of the, uh, yeah, some of the score for that one, but I could see, I could see your point though, it just kind of. But the directing is so good, like that that scene with the bugs and everything, and he's like freaking out. And then, dude, the like like you said, comedic timing in this is flawless. When he goes to the dog, and then it's just like one little bug like flicks out, <laughs> yeah. and he's like then he's washing the dog in the, in the shower. Just him, it just I, cuts to him washing. The it's just yeah, just like scrubbing that dog. It I I'm like uh, it it's funny, and that 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 worked. I think it's because maybe maybe what I watched was like subdued, but it just. I get, no, I get what you're it wasn't saying. Punchy it, it where does, I wanted it to be. It does feel so. like that's why it doesn't like really knock it out of the park for me because I feel like personally I enjoyed it. That's why I was saying yeah. I would probably give it a four star, maybe a heart also because it's like yeah. I feel like it's I enjoyed it more than a four star, but I feel like it's a four star movie. You know what I mean? Like I feel yeah. like I got a lot. Of, I really really liked it, but I feel like so much of it comes down to like taste. And like what I wanted out of this type yeah. of film, as opposed to like technically well done, like objectively a good film. Like I do feel like it's uh, it's a little messy here and there, which I feel like kind of fits the vibe. So I don't mind it too much, right. but it is a little well, convoluted. It's still like a an indie like it's an indie like passion project. It's it, it I can feel that I like yeah. I dig it, dude. Well, I mean I'm, I've got nothing against this movie. No, I just I think we're like Amelisa Amelisa. 
that is like that is like I mean it's it's a radio play essentially, and so yeah. it's just like oh anomal- anomalies, so yeah, anomalies, so yeah, yeah, uh, that like that is where I'm like that animation is like that's top tier, yeah, fully like that is that is top, the fully, top tier, yeah. It, that's, you can close your eyes and you can fill each scene. Like you that's can, a you good know, that's can, a good point. You can yeah, see you you know where they are in each scene, and that's yeah, that's a great you know, movie. that's a great movie that, too. Right. Uh, I I think I agree with you though. Like I'm not rushing out. See, I'm like I really like this movie, and I really like a lot of things it does. I'm not rushing to rewatch the movie, but I am rushing to read the book. So I like I want to read right. the book quite a lot. So I I, I want to be in Philip K. Dick's life for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> I like I do. Wanna, I, I want to go wanna, down his like his wanna, short stories or something. You know? Yeah, for sure. So I think after I finish this book. And I think that's kind of says what this movie kind of clicked for me in a way where it's like the visuals and the story and the acting were all very good. But like the written, the writing I found very like interesting, like it wasn't very filmy, uh, it felt more like a book. And that's what kind of like intrigued me and left me wanting more, more than the rest of the stuff. Like I'm okay as a film having just that and probably won't watch it again for some time. Um, I, I will watch this again in my life. Yeah, maybe eventually, like, but it's like, yeah, but it does I'm make not. me. I do want to delve deeper into what I think this movie does the strongest, which is like it's is a very well adapted, but uh, from the get go, like the nugget of the idea of this movie and the theme and like just the original idea of it is so strong. That's what makes me want to delve deeper. So if there was no written material that this was based on, then I would probably be like. Ooh, I want to watch this movie again and get like yeah. w- the full out of it. But ba- the fact that it's based on a you know a book from an acclaimed sci-fi writer that I've not read, that I've heard is actually quite accurate. Uh, the film is a quite accurate ap- adaptation. Makes me want to like get more into like that subject matter. I think that's what like left kept it kept it took on me anyway. So yeah, um, no, I've, I've been I've been thinking about it. So so I, yeah, I you it, but. you mentioned indie. And it's obviously indie movie. All his movies are pretty fairly indie. Right, um, right, right, right. Yeah. He's always kind of skates the line sometimes, occasionally with some of his bigger movies. But what do you know? You want to give me a money minute on this? Uh, yeah, I can give you a money minute right now. Um, it was eight point seven mil to produce, uh, and it grossed seven point six million, mm. which is you know it's moderate. I, I don't think this movie had. It, I, I remember it being talked about, but I was also like in film school, so yeah, that's you know, why. So so it's like yeah. we were in a small circle. Of, Link, that's know, the thing about Linklater; he rarely is he's, massive, though. You know what I mean? And so it's true, yeah. Well, he or he is, but nobody knows it's Linklater. Yeah, like exactly. That of fucking Bernie was. I remember when Bernie came out. That that got a lot of Boyhood got a, a lot of buzz. That's true, and, and that then, and, and Boyhood was good, but or, a lot of uh, it was because uh, School Rock. School Rock, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like School Rock, School Rock was was huge. That movie was like how much? Love that movie. You probably don't know this, but I wonder how much of that budget was spent on post, because it's like since they were filming it with the intention, and I heard, I think I read that like several of the actors took like you know SAG wages or whatever, like pretty low, right? Um, and it's like obviously since they weren't planning on the 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 film version of this really mattering. It's like they probably spent next to nothing on wardrobe. They spent nothing. They probably shot it on a shitty, uh-huh. digi- shitty digital. No, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's shot. Yeah, it's like. Um, yeah. So it makes me wonder how much of the, how many millions went into the post production, especially if it was like fucking eighteen months or something, uh, right. to just pay but, the guys to sit around and do that. Yeah, but the the interesting factoid about that budget, though, it is. Uh, it doesn't really. It doesn't really blow. It's you know. It's cost out of the water. It's still the highest grossing rotoscoped movie ever huh. made. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. That's kind of that's kind of a fun little rotoscoping. Uh, it's like yeah. especially full rotoscoping because obviously they used quite a bit uh, for like older Disney movies, and then they used it for like those Lord of the Rings animations. You know what I mean? Yeah. To get like natural movements and stuff. Um, it it's got an uncanny valley to me. I, it definitely I, does, because it that's why people think I it's like a it. filter, but it's not. It's fully animated, but it's, it's traced. fully animated. It's yeah. traced over, and it's like not a filter, but it's like they spent so much effort. Like I almost wish they would have like went a little more cartoony with it. Like, me too. Like I really yeah. like the vibe, but just to make it stand out as 
this is an animated film because it's like you don't it is but you don't really think of it as one because it seems the animation feels so lifelike because of the rotoscoping and and getting the getting the uh likeness that is the the, instead of like where where animation gets the caricature uh, and the likeness of somebody this like this is like straight up just like it looks like them and it acts like them but like it looks it just like the flow is weird but i i like it too it's it's a weird it's a weird attraction like i i don't like i don't automatically love it it does creep me out a little bit but it, then I'm it's also a very like it's a its very effort, specific type of animation that i also there's a yeah let me okay here it is do we, so, do we have any reddits yeah but oh. real quick just because we're talking about rotoscoping so i guess uh you know loving vincent which thomas wouldn't shut up about i need to see but so i started watching this movie because i was looking for animated movies like adult animated movies not like porn sickos but like animated <laughs> yes, movies I, I was, that are I wasn't for even me that. And then, yeah, i was like oh i know what you mean the animated movies that are for me that i can watch with my daughter this last year uh and i found one that i was like oh i'll give this a try and it's called the spine of night oh. um and it is a rotoscoped moody movie and i only watched i watched like a half an hour of it and i want to finish it it's kind of cool but uh that movie that whole movie is rotoscoped but it's nc-17 and uh, I was watching it with my daughter, and I was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't watch this. And so I was, like, going to finish it later. But, like, it's interesting that it's, like, people are still doing that, and I wonder what the, the story is behind that. Because that movie's just, like, ultra-violent. Oh, I see. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching, a, I'm watching like, a like a little – IMDb plays, like, that like yeah. silent trailer for yeah, it. It's oh, it's a shutter. It's a shutter. Yeah, Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, so, oh, uh, I did hear about this. I didn't realize it was rotoscoped. Oh, yeah. okay. Which, which I mean, makes sense because it's like a dark Wild. fantasy. So it's yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing about this movie is it's like such a realistic environment that uses some like the, the sci-fi elements. But it's like when you think about rotoscoping, especially in the modern day, like that movie is what you think of because they probably filmed it on their on a stage or in their garage. And then add, it's like Ooh. a fa- it's like a dark fantasy. Right. So, so they they added, the you know, they drew on like they did with like Lord of the Rings, and they're like, there's a guy yeah. going, Hurrah, holding a broomstick, but then you draw yeah. on, he's an orc with an axe, you know what I mean? Right. Um, right. And it's yeah. like it's interesting that Linklater more is just like, I want to, I don't want to, like this does not have to be rotoscoped, but it's such a choice, right? But he, and that and there's something I like about that. It's, so yeah, it's the it's effort. Weird. We really appreciate the effort because same reason. I mean, stop yeah. motion looks beautiful. And, and it's beautiful, yeah. but it's an extra nugget of like, oh man, that people people just had to like work so yeah. hard to make this happen, and like yeah, their yeah. fucking hands are on that shit. You know what I mean? It's just well, yeah, got that, this I mean, extra layer. <laughs> that that's why that's why stop animation will always be superior because it it's physically moving, it's physically alive. You're like bringing it to life. Somebody somebody it, molded like, that shit, and they're literally yes. and yeah, it, like it's built where it's like drawing drawing the effort exists, and I. I respect it wholeheartedly, and I do not like. I kind of want to try to rotoscope, like really lazily I, rotoscope something. I know, do yeah, do a rotoscope. like. I'm not gonna like, go uh, scanner darkly where there's like th- like 20 layers of someone's skin tone. Yeah, yeah, just which go is, very like. Well, I think it's funny because they did it. They they were right on the cusp of like, of like now people use like you know Photoshop, and you can just like create. You have like infinite layers or whatever. You know, you have like procreate you're like simple simple apps and even then even just like five years later from 2006 it's like you have these these like basically drawing tablets and that becomes like the norm it's just wild how like how close they were to that like and it's always funny because that's how a lot of animation works where it's like it kind of looks necessarily outdated but you just kind of you can see like the rough edges yeah. of things where it's like now we just kind of I don't know, we kind of take it for granted almost or it just it could exist like so simply like we could do it like you're saying like you, like a filter it's just it's wild how that happens like you get that, that down but I also, I also want to think it's crazy how like they they get a lot of things right in this but I'm like it's so funny how deliberate we we give up our our identity on on like on snapchat like it is i mean it's constantly mapping my face whenever i use it it's like i'm constantly giving my data away <laughs> and like, oh, like for back everything. then in in like in in this movie uh scanner darkly 
they like there's like a woman at the computer that's like going through and like finding people on TVs and it's like you know it's all this like it's this crazy wild technology that we're like how can a how can this exist it's wild but nowadays it's like we just give it to them it's so, <laughs> so normalized we were, we were just, now. yeah it's I literally so normalized. Like, I used to care about that kind of stuff, but it's just, like, you can't live in modern society. You, you can't. It's, like, no. they've they've done We live in, it's, like, literally, there's some NSA guy. Like, he does not listen to us live, but there's definitely a recording on right. multiple reasons of uh, either it be Discord or my phone or whatever. I mean, we said Alex Jones in this podcast. It is, it, this <laughs> podcast is somewhere. It's been yeah. flagged somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you say COVID and, like, it's going to be, like. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah, um, but it just. It is wild how that like how that works, and it's like yeah. it really is, especially <laughs> considering uh, how um, I don't know. It just keeps getting closer and closer to that. So anyway, yeah. we got a couple of reddits. Do, so do we have some reddits? Yeah, let's yeah. Deidreo fifty eight says, <clears throat> "I always loved Linklater from the Waking movie with rotoscoping and Dix from the Next and Total Recall. I feel he was very underrated." Uh, oh yeah, I forgot about Next. I don't know. I didn't see that's I need to go see his adaptations because I was yeah. talking to somebody at work today about Philip K. Dick. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, he, he did like Blade Runner, but he did you know, the Android's Dream of Electric Sheep. Mm-hmm. And then and then Total Recall. And I'm like, I'm like, those are and I was like, I was like, and then a Scanner Darkly that <laughs> I was kind of like, I don't know what else he's done. <laughs> and like the person didn't hasn't heard of any three, any of those, those three. <laughs> They're oh, like, really? I don't know. And I'm like, I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> sci-fi yeah. stuff <laughs> next was a fun premise but it was not a very good movie but it had nicholas cage in it where he could like see like five minutes into the future or something like that oh okay uh and then so anyway it's um but yeah i'm gonna look that up too because i remember thank i remember yeah, thanks, for thanks for commenting i remember thinking that concept was cool and i'm like oh he wrote that uh anyway so el funkio junkio says favorite part of this has to be when they're sitting at the fire and they they fire the makeshift silencer <laughs> There's so many good moments like that, though, of just them There's just so being, being what, what was fucking tweakers part. I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, fun. Basically, it's fun like, because I'm like, I'm like, this is also so watching these drug movies, and these like alcohol movies. I like I'm like, I've had friends like we've we have done this before. So it's like to, I feel every single movie. I'm like, I'm like, oh, man, I love the camaraderie. I love I love all I the know. friendship. It makes me it makes me think of what I was in my 20s. <laughs> just like Honestly, just like blowing shit up in the backyard and doing dumb stuff. And it's like, you know, I, I know like I'm surprised we didn't try to make a makeshift silencer, honestly. Oh but God! We've yeah. we've done other things though in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, that, we've done some stuff that I'm not gonna say on the pod. Say. I'm, um, not, I'm not. I'm not giving. I'm not an excuse. Yeah, don't come you, at me, Jim. That's listening. It's funny we're talking about being surveillance. This is literally a podcast. Like we want you to listen. So if you're an NSA <laughs> yeah. guy and you're listening to this conversation, yeah. well, check like us and out. subscribe because yeah. if you're just listening to us through your government agency, that's not that's it's not lame. giving us a view. Yeah, bud. give us give us a listen. Yeah, give us the view. You coward. <laughs> you coward. <laughs> Do it on the open, fucker. Um, but anyway. yeah, that that's something I enjoyed. What, what was your favorite part? Did you say? Oh man, see, it's like a lot of the big, a lot of the big parts are really good, you know. And I, I love like, I love when he like he can edit himself out of it, but then they like they're like, oh, don't don't edit yourself out too much because then Cause by, they won't by, know that it's you. That's default. It's all, it's all kind of a mind fucker. And I love that, but I think I think my. So my my favorite part is every time he's every time he's getting interviewed. I think that that's something like so in like Blade Runner, the interviews are some of my favorite parts. Like that, that that's some of the most like integral like like mental like that, that's the mental gymnastics. That's like the that that right there like can like you know when they're when they're waxing and waning about you know being being alive and like all this stuff, and then they like they they take the drug and then they talk about like how things components work and stuff. That's all fun, but like when they're just like actually having an interview and they're like they're like look at this card, tell us what you see in the like the negative space between the black lines. And it's like he gets it he gets the question like wrong cuz he's like it's a Coca-Cola bottle and she's like oh, it's a soda bottle. Like it just these things where it, like it makes you frustrated cuz you're like oh I I was thinking Coca-Cola bottle. Yeah. And it's like wrong and that wow. that right there is like they're like oh I get to deem that you're not human you're not you're not you're not on the level and it's, it's like it's kind of frustrating that power is, dynamic yeah. i love it dude it's, that's that those that are my scene with the with the doctors there's that one shot and it, there's no dialogue or anything it, when he's got the two statues the, of the, the elephants, elephants. Love and, that, and he dude. just looks so confused like he's just so trying confused. he's trying yeah, to be dude. like what beautiful and it's just such a hey it's 
amazing that uh, that's a subtle performance by Keanu Reeves, but also that they captured it in animation uh, because it is. It's just like it's like literally like two seconds or however long, and he's just like trying to really like you it's can tell he's really acting, trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's just a moment that you just like oh shit because you keep having the rug kind of pulled out from you in this movie where you're like this is more serious than I thought it was because it's like you're following him as the protagonist and he's like no it's cool we're cool you know it's like I'm I'm, I'm, you know I'm questioning some things but who doesn't question some things but then like when you see him not as the protagonist it's like an external it's like oh like he thinks he has his shit together but he does not Uh, and it seems like that you know what I mean where he's just like those they, are, yeah, those they are look at the during the interviews and it's like he's trying to because it's like it feels very sterile and he's like yeah trying you can tell well, he's dude, like he's losing his train of thought is, and like is there a is there a point in the interview now I like I feel like I was like going mad sometimes he he's like talking to them and then it's com- two completely different people and it like cuts it cuts to him and he's talking and then it cuts back and it's like the man and woman. And I swear to God, there's a part where it's like two men that he's talking to at the same scene. Oh, dude, I, I don't see, I know. Need, maybe I need to go back. I need to go back and watch it because when I was watching it, I was like, "Did that just happen, or am I, am I on, am I on like?" <laughs> Did you take some the, substance the, D? Substance D, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what uh, was your What was your favorite little part there, bud? Well, I don't know because it's like I like all that. So many, the bike, the bike scene is that, really fucking that was, funny too. I was probably gonna say because that's so funny <laughs> when they so just good. like. No, this is it. I only count nine gears. He's like, nine they told gears. me it was an eighteen gear bike, and there's like those fuckers. Like, what are we gonna do with the other gears? And they're like planning to go get it. And he's like, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 everyone, shut up. I only count eight gears now. What? <laughs> they're like, well, dude, no, what he says? He says like, oh, they must have taken it apart, and when they put it together, they dropped some gears, and then they're waiting for me. It's like a scam for like, him to come back and buy the. They're buy like, the no, that gears. was their plan all along is for me to come back, and then they were gonna sell me the ge- the extra gears. <laughs> so that it's like it's just so perfect like it's perfect like stoner logic like it's just high it's great like the it's high constantly pockets, like, it's like this that. paranoid escalation but it's like not like <laughs> but know, everyone's like, on know, board everyone's too that's be, what i love i know and everyone and it's just donna's <laughs> just like i don't know maybe that's stolen from this chick yeah. and his, well, his yeah, logic exactly. is like uh first of all this is a boy's bike, a boy's bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, that's yeah. pretty good and then also i really love uh Frex suicide the whole bit that, and yeah. uh, the you know the entity with all the millions of eyeballs, uh, I thought that was really like I feel like that could just be like a short film, just that right. whole scene because right. right? it's uh it's dark, it's tragic, but it's also funny. And it's that, and sort of cosmic, Link, yeah. Linklater's yeah. really good at just doing another part, just doing another little bit and making it complete full narrative, and then just that's it, that's the scene, and it works for the movie. Yeah, he's so he's so good. See, at I want to see Linklater go full Lynch. You know what I mean? Like I want to see <sighs> no. I want to see his next movie because as much as I loved. His more recent movies, they were very more like sentimental even, and even kind Bernie, of grounded. Like Bernie, yeah, from I mean, even yeah, like kind of all over the place. But like Bernie was like the one of the later ones I've seen. And well, Boy, it's like, Boyhood's amazing, but that's such a that's such a high concept. He he is like he's one step ahead of us. Like he's he's got. Yeah, I like that he's not not afraid to experiment. You know what I mean? And uh, but also yeah, just on the fringes of mainstream though. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, which is fine by yeah. me. So, but yeah, that's probably my favorite bit. But. <laughs> yeah, what else we got? So no one called in. No. Uh, we don't do you, do you have. Oh. I don't have next week's movie yet because oh. I was uh I took some substance D over the weekend. <laughs> substance C more like was fucking Christmas shit. Uh, <laughs> but I forgot to do it on Sunday and Monday. I was like, I feel like I'm forgetting to do something, and I was like, literally <laughs> turned my computer off, and was and I booted up Hunt on my my PlayStation. And then I was like, oh, and I had, like hurry and went back on my computer and put the poll up. So it will be done tomorrow. So if you if uh, you listen to this and it happens to come out before the poll finishes, go and vote on what movie we're watching next week. Uh, obviously, it's Christmas this weekend. So I picked some like we're continuing with the drug thing, but we, we're doing like stoner comedies more so. It's not a little bit lighter. Hopefully, you don't have to th- philosophize and <laughs> do all that crazy <laughs> shit. That you've yeah, had to right, do with yeah. these movies as much. They're uh, heavier watches or more involved watches. You know, something chill, something kind of fun. Wrap it all off with. So, hell yeah, man! Yeah, Super buddy. Excited to see what's up. Yeah. yeah. Thank, so we'll thank see you, everybody. Check that out. Uh, Thanks for listening. Fu- yeah, you can you can 
Come check the poll out on Reddit. You can go to Instagram, and I will post the movie that we're watching if you if you don't make it to the poll. And then when the poll wraps, I'll post the film up there. And then, uh, yeah, you can check it on Instagram. I'm going to be on Facebooks more often. The I face guess. narfs. Yeah, that, that new up-and-coming social media <laughs> website. <laughs> yeah, I think, I'm gonna give it a, I'm going to give it a try and just see how it's working. Give People it seem to like it. So. Yeah, I but saw that. Try this, this I, new I, Facebook. I thumbs up your profile pic, dude. Thanks, man. <laughs> I like yeah. I liked it, and I gave you a poke. Just kidding. What is this? Two thousand seven. Nice. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> nice, buddy. Making yeah, poke, anyways, yeah. Facebook poke jokes. I'll be on. I'll be, I'll be <laughs> up there, and you can come to Patreon and just check our stuff out, man. Your support helps us a ton. Everybody who's already a patron, you rule. I heart you, and so it's fun. Yeah, man. And then next week, uh, or well, next pod. So in. A week from today, we will be doing it together live. Are we? And I hope so. Mo- most right? likely, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> if I not, guess I'm not doing it. <laughs> unless you, I know, honestly. Unless you have other plans. <laughs> but yeah, let's do it. No. I mean, I... And it's funny because we probably... It's a stoner movie, but we'll probably not be... We won't watch it together, probably. We probably won't be stoned, so... <laughs> uh, probably not. Probably. I don't know. I have to drive to your place. So. I know. We'll see. Uh, anyway, <laughs> thanks don't, for listening. Don't, don't do specialty and drive. Don't do... Don't, they don't literally do call it the slow death. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, oh, anyway, I guess that's it. See you on the, on the flippity-flop. Yeah, party guys. Bye. Peace.